All right, Coob's house. Let's talk about previewing the running back room. We've got uh, a bunch of talent coming back, including former American Athletic Conference freshman of the... You've got to be joking. Alden McCaskill's doing what now? You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cougs, the daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrews, here to break down all things Cougs. If you have a fan or just a hater came to step by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way we can get the latest on the Cougs into your newsfeed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. It is good to see you again. I hope you're here to commiserate with me as well. Uh, to the everyday list, we're doing a lot of NFL draft stuff this week but some breaking news happened tuesday night at uh, about nine o'clock and so that's gonna be kind of the headline of the day today um so first of all if after talking this you don't want to talk about sad things in the football program well uh tell us down below doritos do you cool ranch nacho cheese now um we're going to do a couple things here. One, uh, we are going to address the news about Alt McCaskill in the first segment, just what the news is, what the stories are out there, etc. Um, in the second segment, I'd like to look at what's next, what direction the Houston Cougars go from here. And the third segment, I do want to look at like where is Alton going? And um, I think that sheds light on what will probably be a later episode as far as what um, what to expect out of these kinds of things in the future. Now, um, Alt McCaskill, if you don't remember him, is a running back from the 2021 season, was a freshman, was the American Athletic Conference Newcomer of the Year as a freshman, rushed for 960 yards, had 16 touchdowns, and was known for kind of his one-cut style behind the backfield, but really he'd run into a pile defender just suddenly just pop out, right? A, a relentless running back, and frankly a guy I was really excited to see in the 2023 season did get the same in the 2022 season because he tore his knee in spring of 22 and missed the entire 2022 season. And frankly, for what it's worth, it's been a lot of spring practice in a green Jersey, non-contact Jersey to make sure that that knee was right. I will say it looked like in everything we saw from the spring or allowed to see from the spring that he moved very, very well. Things looked like they're progressing very, very well. The clear and obvious slotted starter in the backfield as Houston look to make their way into the Big 12 next season. And um, admittedly, I'd gotten a pair of DMs that were kind of like le leading into this, like this could be happening. And then on uh, Tuesday night at about nine o'clock or about, uh, 10 till nine, um, you had first, uh, where did it go? Um, first, you had. Uh, Mark Berman of Fox 26 Sports uh, received information from Dana Holgerson that running back Alton McCaskill had informed him he would enter the transfer portal. Um, Holgerson said, I love that kid. He's a really good kid. And he gave us a really good year back two years ago. He had a productive spring. He's happy. Um, and then, you know, it, it looks like uh, they're wishing each other the best of luck in the future. But it's a sad day for the program. Hogerson would continue. I was a little shocked because the kid had a good spring and then all of a sudden, boom, it's over. 
we're going to be fine. We got a lot to offer. Got a lot of good things happening there for Houston, and we'll be just fine. But the tone of that certainly says something different from what the words say. Um, interestingly enough, just a few minutes later, the national media picked up on this as well because Alma Caskell is that kind of a talent. Um, Bruce Feldman, a national college football writer uh, for the Athletic, tweeted just minutes after Berman that Houston running back Alma Caskell, a 2021. AAC Rookie of the Year is expected to enter the portal. He missed last season knee injury and didn't make contact in the spring. And then said, quote, Colorado and Dion is expected to be in the mix to land him. That was within 10 minutes. Now, I don't want to get too far into this, but I do think that the news of the day is Houston lost more than just a starting running back. McCaskill was like a get of all gets and looked like to be a tremendous part of the Dana Holgerson program as it's involved or as running the football goes here at Houston, right? Further, and bring in a guy like Amanya Gavi to run the run game at Houston, you're anticipating stars like Alton McCaskill to stay, right, and be a part of what's happening at Houston. Alton's a great kid. This is no slight on him as a kid. I'm not um I'm not trying to say anything negative like that, but I will say that the gut punch that this gives the program feels kind of shocking because of the progress he had just made in the spring. Now there was no spring game to watch him in, but by every clip and account we'd seen, he'd been progressing really, really well within the UH system. And frankly, at the U of H, he was slotted to like be in an offense that almost fit his skills better. Think about what like Tajay Spears did at Tulane last year. And think about like, Oh, what could Alton do? in that offense with some big 12 talent around them. Um, things were looking up for the running back. And frankly, it looked like the bigger worry for me as of like 48 hours ago would have been, do we only get one more year out of Alton before he goes pro, right? Is it that kind of a running back, that kind of running game where he's in the American, he's transitioning out of the American athletic conference and into the big 12, does one year of tearing up the Big 12 as a running back. It's like, all right, that's it. I'm out of here. I got to go get paid while these knees are still good, right? And that was kind of where my head was at as far as what's going to happen with Alt McCaskill because of how well his running style paired with where the Houston run game is going. Then you factor in that Lucas Coley and Donovan Smith, whichever ends up being the starter, was a running quarterback, right? The kind of guy that you could get involved in sort of pulling guys out of the box because of their own skill meaning you'd have a little bit lighter interiors for him to be running against. All things were looking up for him at Houston. And unfortunately, it looks like that's as far as they go. Now, I don't mean to sound too, too terribly down, um, but I have to admit, when I first was hearing about this, uh, it was still very much rumored. And then when it officially hit, it was pretty shocking. Um, even throughout the day, I was frequently checking my phone and Twitter saying, I mean, I bluntly Alton, if you're watching this, I put your Twitter on alert. Cause like, I gotta be, if something happens, if he tweets this or something, um, you know, that's the way that's going to go. Um, but I, I wanted to be ready for it. And then never happened, never happened. I was getting to <laughs> recording an episode that is now going to come out on Thursday. <laughs> and, uh, as soon as I hit done recording, I go to Twitter and it is all over the place. It had all happened. Um, and this feels like, and I see people on Twitter already likening to like, 
you know, when Derek King had a great time at Houston and then transferred to Miami or whatever, right? Um, now, I think Alton's more set up for success than Derek was. I mean, that nothing against Derek, but Alton's just that good. Um, but I, I think the bigger question for us now is not necessarily what happens to what happens to Alton. I just saw a tweet pop up. Matthew Golden says, "Stay on that side on the tables turn, uh, handshake 100." Talk at Matthew. Thank you. Um, I I have Matthew Golden, the starting Houston wide receiver, that's going to be a pro one day. Um, I will say that in the second segment, I want to talk about what comes next for Houston and kind of push what comes next for Alton to the third segment. But first, I do want to talk some about Bill Bars because when I'm in my feelings, I just want to eat chocolate, and that's not always the healthiest option. But if you're looking for a delicious snack, and don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need to get the best tasting protein bar ever built. Trust me, you got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make a healthier snack choices, some healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, got just a thing for you. It's Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing. You won't think they are good for you. You've got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Bill does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein in most bars. And now you won't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream bars, uh, double chocolate bars, or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, you can run and grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie, batter puff, and churro puff. Thank me later. Also, make sure that you get the almond coconut. That's my personal favorite. It doesn't quite fit the best macros, but still really, really great. Still under 200 calories and high in protein. Um, all, all tremendous. Go to Built.com or your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club today. All right, so I said in the second segment I want to talk some about um, the uh, what Houston looks like now, right? And I have to say that truthfully, as I look at this, um, if it were just a normal running back, I wouldn't be that worried, right? Alton's really, really good, and I think the reason that this feels like a gut punch, gut punch is because it was exciting to have a really good football player. But truthfully, Houston's in a good spot because Alton missed – all of last season, Houston's actually going to return both starters, Brandon Campbell and Stacey Sneed. I say both starters, they took turns starting games, but uh, Brandon Campbell was originally a USC transfer, you might remember, had 435 yards last year and four touchdowns. Stacey Sneed had 501 yards last year and five touchdowns. If you were to combine those, like in running back by committee type style, that's roughly a couple less touchdowns because Houston aired out a little bit more last year but the same yardage on the ground almost exactly as Alton had himself the year prior, right? So you're getting a lot of the same production out of that. And frankly, Brandon Campbell's a little bit more of a thick bruiser type, and Stacey Sneed's got a little bit more wiggle to his game. Um, it gives a little bit more fire and ice kind of options. And so I'm really, really excited to see what they bring to the backfield. Um, I also think it's worth pointing out that in changing schemes up some, um, that you kind of want more of a committee type thing going across here. Um, I also think for what it's worth, 
that uh, it's we got to point out that um, I am now team Parker Jenkins for obvious reasons. Uh, his name is Parker and my name is Parker, but also I'm team Parker Jenkins, not just because he's from nearby Klein Forest, but in the wake of all the Houston Cougar chaos happening on Twitter at the Ultima Caskill announcement, he tweeted, quote, one month till the new era starts, we going to be all right. And I have to agree we're going to be all right because I think a lot of Houston Cougars see this as a chance for them to step up and step to the plate. Uh, Parker Jenkins is one of those guys. He's a four-star freshman running back coming in, 5'11", 190. Um, not horribly different running style than all McCaskill had at all. Uh, I will say what I like about his game and watching his high school tape and when he was a recruit um, was, frankly, that similar to Alton, he is not afraid of making a hole out of a sliver. That means if there is a gap of any daylight, he is running through it to create a hole on his way. That doesn't mean he's running the back of line or anything dumb like that, but he is quick to go make holes in the line. Um, I really, really do expect him to be an impact guy very quickly. This might make it a little bit quicker, um, but that doesn't mean he won't be an impact or wouldn't have been an impact anyway. Um, again, four running backs don't just come around very all that often. Um, and it's the kind of guy that like you're excited to have on campus and He's like the key figure of, we talk about keeping Houston kids in Houston. He's from Klein Forest, right? This is the four-star from town. We want to develop, we want to turn to one of our guys. That is Parker Jenkins. He's not the only one, though. Rashawn Sanford is from Harker Heights. He's a 5'9", 170, more of a scatty kind of guy. Not quite Darren Sproles, but think about that kind of mold. Um, and he will also be a freshman, I believe, uh, if I'm reading this right, he's a three-star on several accounts. Um, same kind of thing, though. Houston kid, come to Houston, develop him into a guy that makes an impact in the Big 12. What you're noticing across the board there is four very different running backs. That's four different types of running styles that other teams are going to have to account for. Um, and honestly, while it'd be nice to have Alton in the mix, having the mix is really, really nice to have for Houston, especially when you add in that whoever the quarterback is, Lucas Coley or Diamond Smith, they are a weapon as a runner as well. So suddenly Houston has options to run the football with a multitude of guys with a, a great run game coordinator, a very simple kind of system that really uh, attempts to get after it. And I think that's why you're also seeing movement in the offensive line room is for the past several seasons, Houston has been a pass blocking offensive line. And some guys are realizing that shifting to more of a 50 50 with a kind of dirty run game, kind of mo is not in their wheelhouse and that's why some guys have left most starters are still here you've got some great guys replacing them as well and hobby lee or garth or whomever we've done that episode a couple episodes ago every day is nodding yeah um from a couple episodes ago so go check that out um hoping to add more in this transfer window as well i say that to say that mccaskill would have made next year's team better but i don't know that he was like a requirement Houston's got a good running back room. Houston's got good talent. And it was really just like he was going to be fun to have on the roster because he's so good, right? And that's always sucks. That always is hard to see. I will say, while I'd imagine the priorities are still linemen in the transfer portal, there are a handful of uh, three-star and better guys out there. Um, 
John Vivens is the top ranked guy right now, or the top ranked athlete right now out of Denver, Colorado. Um, but he's a running back build type athlete, so I could see him being that or a heavier slot guy. So Houston can maybe target that. Um, as far as running back specifically go, um, we don't have a whole lot of Texas area kids, um, but the top end guy right now is a three star guy, uh, both out of high school and out of the transfer portal from originally uh, New Jersey, but is at Northern Illinois. Um, as far as guys a little bit closer to the Houston area, um, Houston's had success recruiting Georgia, and the Georgia Tech running back is a four-star guy named Antonio Martin. Um, he's a 5'10", 195, like not quite a bowling ball, but runs like it kind of guy. Um, that could be an interesting guy to add to the mix as well. Again, we, we know that Houston, through the Doug Belk connections, has done a great job recruiting uh, Georgia, and so maybe there's something to that if you wanted to replace you know, one-to-one at the running back kind of options if you felt like that was a need for Houston. Um, the other guy would be uh, Lyneth Whitehead, who is a Georgia guy from Athens, four-star guy, was at Tennessee. And uh, again, he's 6'2", 225. He's a big, big running back. Um, but if you're looking to replace running backs and add a different running style, Houston doesn't have the 6'2", 225 guy but does recruit Georgia well, so you wonder, could you pull him in? Um, the highest-ranked Texan, if you're looking to pull in a Texan running back, because that's important to you, um, is from Amarillo, a kid named uh, King Dory. Uh, he is a transfer senior. He was originally a three-star kid. He went to Purdue. Um, now, Amarillo is not like the closest place to Houston in the state of Texas, but he is a Texan. He's the highest-rated Texan running back on the list here. Uh, and a consensus kind of algorithm. And so I have to say that, like, I don't know that it's first on my priority board. I have to kind of look and evaluate and see what spots we got left and those kind of things to go get a running back in the transfer portal. I almost think it's worth investing more of that into linemen efforts and running with the guys who got. Tell me what you think below, though. Tell me, do you think they need to get a running back right away or what they need to do about it? Um, I will say that these things are super fluid. Obviously guys are still, obviously the impetus of today's episode is guys are still jumping into the transfer portal. And so you may need to go find those guys. Um, in the third segment, I said, I want to talk some about Alton though, and where he's going, because I think that sheds light on what happened at UH. And so let's jump into how that goes now at the university of Houston, right? Um, the NIL thing is relatively new, right? Lincoln Cougs is growing, um, Hoop and Holler's a collective doing the same thing. H-O-U-N-I-L is doing the same thing. We talked to Ryan like way back on this show. Uh, Ryan runs H-O-U-N-I-L, right? Um, and other programs have been farther developed in this. And I, what I really get irked by is people saying, this NIL thing is just going to become the next excuse because of da 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 But um, the telling thing to me is that Within 10 minutes of the local reporter tweeting the story out, that's Mark Berman, right? Within 10 minutes, you had national reporters already talking about Alton going to Colorado. For what it's worth, he's not even officially in the portal yet. So contact from him in Colorado directly, like the coaching staff, the school, et cetera, NIL boosters themselves, would not exactly be something that's uh, okay. But interestingly enough, um, that might not have been the problem here. See, what Colorado's got going with this Deion, uh, uh, Deion Sanders thing is Coach Prime brought the name, the face, the brand, and now there's just money pouring in, right? Um, Colorado, and he got there, and you know, 
as a coach at Colorado said, we're going to be doing a lot of flipping you guys out of the transfer. So if you don't want to stay in five for those spots, you can get the transfer portal now. Within a few days of the transfer portal opening, they had like 18 dudes in it, right? This is a major, major exit for a program, and they're looking to replace those guys. But because of the size they're collecting on the money that poured in, it doesn't come down to dirty, sketchy phone calls and backroom handshakes and those kind of things. It's the kids. It's as simple as someone getting in their DMs and asking another kid, hey, as a running back at Colorado, what are you making these days in NIL money? How do you have to, what do you have to do to make that money? And meanwhile, you go online, they got backup and fourth string and et cetera guys making $25,000, $30,000 a year for taking pictures on Instagram and stuff, right? Like this is not some crazy amount of like calculus to see how this goes. And it's not this horribly dirty system where guys are breaking the few rules that there are. The truth is just that that's as obvious and easy as it can be because of how much money is being poured in. And without any acknowledgement to exactly what's happening, it would not take much digging or any illegal digging for a kid to dig in and find out what kids are making other programs. And so in putting pieces together here, this is not reporting. This is putting pieces together even between lines. Alton could have completely said in his exit interview with Dana, and I'm going to Colorado and here's why, without having ever talked to much more than a handful of kids at Colorado. Right. That's completely possible and not really illegal. It's the same way that like we talk about tampering in uh, pro basketball. Right. And you think about like the way that the Miami Heat super team formed in 2010 and they were all uh, Bosch, Wade and LeBron are sitting on the bench at the Olympics laughing. And then two years later, they're all joining the same team. And there was like, oh, they were talking about this back then. And they did all this. And it's like and none of that's illegal because dudes are allowed to be friends, right? That's all the same kind of thing. And I don't I don't mean to say that it's right. And I think it does suck to see kids that we put time, energy, and frankly, supported, right? To see them leave is not a great feeling. But it's also not an illegal action. Kids are allowed to pick their schools based on what they think is best for them. And in this instance, I actually think I disagree with Alton about what's best for him. But I... That's not for today's episode. Um, eh, kind of is. Okay, Alton, if you can hear this, I think Houston's a better option because you're kind of the guy here. Man, and I, I'm worried you're going to a situation where you're not going to be that guy. And that $25,000 might be nice now, but that pro contract's going to be a lot nicer. And that's all I got to say. Um, that said, I will say um, that this is the first time this hits Houston in such a negative way. Uh, the Derek King thing didn't quite hurt the same because Clayton came in and did so well. Um, I guess eventually did so well, right? And I will say that this is kind of the reality of college football right now. It happened to Houston today, but it'll happen to Oklahoma tomorrow. It'll happen to Texas next month. It'll happen to Baylor next fall. Like It'll happen across college football, and all the Big 12 teams are playing all year, all the time, until something changes. And I don't know that it is anytime soon. So this kind of world we live in. So A... Five season tickets, go support the team, enjoy the team for who is on it. And B, if you have the means, donate to those collectives, right? Get involved. Um, and then C, I again, the thing that irks me when people are like, this is just the next coach's excuse. It's not the next coach's excuse. 
It's the reality. The kids are saying, this is why I'm leaving. That's not an excuse. That's why they're leaving. <laughs> like that's, that's the truth of it. And that's what's going on. That's happened all. And that is clearly a factor in college football moving forward, even if it's just now becoming a factor for Houston. That's part of the of the big leagues. Um, all right. If you've got more to say, and I'll be tweeting more about it, I'm sure, make sure you find me on Twitter. Let's talk about it at Paintworth512, P-A-I-N-S-W-R-R-T-H-512 on Twitter, Instagram, and all of your social media handles. Uh, you can also comment on the show down below and let me know what you think. Thank you all so much for hanging locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. If you're looking for a second listen, I'm going to recommend, well, today I'm going to recommend Locked On Big 12. I'm feeling particularly strong about the Big 12, although I guess Locked On Colorado is probably also talking about Alton. Uh, I'm going to recommend Locked On Big 12 because. All right. Thank you all so much. Locked On Cougs, the primary Locked On Podcast Network. That means your team every day.